0: Our mission is really to elevate our perspective, perceive the big picture, and then identify kingdom practices and cultures.
1: The church itself, that's the body of Christ. That's right. the people in the church.
0: You're not a chicken in the chicken coop. You're an eagle meant to fly.
1: The church isn't a building. The church are the people. The
0: kingdom of God doesn't exist there. The kingdom of God exists by faith seeing what's going on in a supernatural way.
1: The Bible says, what will it gain you to gain the whole world, but to lose your soul?
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Uprising Podcast. Our mission here is to elevate our perspective, perceive the big picture, and identify kingdom cultures and practices. I'm Brian Burkholder.
1: And I'm Alex Hedrick.
0: And welcome back to the Tweener Week episode uh, between Christmas and uh, New Year's. We're going to start, as always, with what's up. And we thought we'd start uh, because it's getting ready to be the new year. And we're, we're just so thankful for all of you who've been listening to the podcast. Um, we thought we'd share a little bit of what's up with Alex and Brian. So, Alex, what's up with you? What's going on with you going into 2022?
1: Hmm. Well, I am not sorry to see this year end. I, uh, it's been a rough year. I know we've all had our COVID stories, um, but I actually lost my mom earlier this year and my grandma within two weeks of each other. Uh, both uh, One lost my grandmother was 95, so we're happy she's, she's with um, the Lord. The other one was my mom, who was a little bit more... Um, of uh, surprise and then my brother actually had a stroke and he's very young so we've had a full year so I told my husband mm. the other day I'm like i'm done I'm done with this year um but I think what's on the docket and what's up in my life while while I go into the next year is to really i'm rethinking some dreams and some desires in my heart and um, resolidifying identity but not in the way you guys might think you know i' when i i think of identity I think you have your Generic identity, which is your your child of God, all the promises that are true about of Christ are true of you, and then you have your distinctive identity, which is those unique things about you that were only placed in you to do for you know Mm -hmm. all the traits, all the all the gifts, all the talents that are yours through through Christ, and He created you uniquely, and there's not another person on the planet like you. And so I'm I'm rethinking some of those dreams and desires and. Uh and then my husband and I are still on the foster to adopt journey. So that uh is happening, I think, right in this moment. I think we're almost licensed again. And uh so you know, the next time you hear from me, there will probably be kids in the background. So there's you know a lot going on in my world. What about you? What's up with you?
0: Well, um we are uh really just uh excited about the next year and uh all the possibilities like you know, the kids are getting older. I'm I'm so enjoying the time that I get to spend uh, with them. Uh, today, my wife uh, I had uh, gone and done some work earlier in the morning, and you know just we were just kind of flexing the day like we normally do, because my wife works from home too, Becky does, and um, I was uh, getting lunch ready for the kids, and she came out of the office and you know, we just kind of looked at each other and we said, "Man, can you believe this is our life?" It's awesome. So we're really, uh, we're really, uh, almost fully detoxed from the chicken coop. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's, that's a, a healthy thing for us. And, um, we're really excited about, uh, 2022, the possibilities. Um, we're, we're loving, uh, doing the podcast. You know, my wife is both, uh, my wife, but also she's, she's our biggest fan for the, for the podcast. So, um, You know just just excited to keep uh keep going uh with the things god's put on our on our heart and on our plate um you know like you alex we have dreams and visions uh about um our personal calling and our personal purpose for the for the rest of our lives on this earth but we also are um yeah uh, at the same time it's it's um fully embracing the moment that you're in and uh we're just we're really especially as as you're looking forward to especially with the kiddos just really embracing that. So um we're we're looking forward to a, a little bit more regularity and uh in in 2022 if God wills always want to put that on there, right? If God wills, <laughs> right? So uh that's what we're looking forward to, that's what's going on with us. Uh, we want to get back into our interview with uh Jeff Black and Brady Daniel from Compass Counseling. We started that interview on our last podcast, and we want to get back into it. This is part two, and we really—I uh, know uh, God g- gave some stuff to you guys as you listen to part one, and uh, part two is just as impactful and powerful, the things God has put in these two men. So let's continue without further ado to hear from Jeff and Brady.
1: That's good. Well, and uh, t- as a follow-up to that, I think you've both said it in different ways, um, but but Brady, I caught it in the beginning of your talk just about how church wounds, just like any other wound, also bring up those core wounds that you have as a, as a child. So would you say, you know, that that part of, I've heard it said from other people that when you start grieving, grieving is a snowball. And if you haven't grieved other things, it's you know, it all comes at once. And, and so I'm wondering if wounding is kind of the same way, would you say that it is an in, inherent in healing from church wounds and disillusionment and disappointment that you have to kind of go back to those childhood family of origin wounds? Is that part of the process?
2: For me or Brady? Either. I would, uh, I personally would say it's at least looking into it. Okay. Because you never know what's there. It's like I said, a while ago, you've got to know what's there in order to know where to go with it. And so one of the questions that I'll ask people is, have you ever felt or thought any of these things that are coming up at any other time in your life? And the issue is a lot of people will go, well, I can't even think about what I was thinking or feeling when I was five years old. Um, And again, that goes back to what I was saying too about the emotional intelligence thing is difficult because um, some of those emotions were set in at a very young age. And I don't even necessarily know that they're there. So, um, but I, I like to take people there um, if they're willing to go, but what I find is if even if they're not willing to go, eventually we get there
1: mm.
2: uh, in some form or fashion. And it, and it may not be all the way back to five or six or seven, but we we get to something that they experienced from when they were growing up that set some kind of a message in them of I'm not good enough or I'm, I'm not loved or mm. um. I am overlooked. I'm not important. Uh, They rejected me. Something of that nature. Um, And in all honesty, what I find as well is that it tends to come back in the form of a feeling, not necessarily as easily as an... I'm sorry, I said it the wrong way. Kevin, you can edit. It tends to come back in the form of a feeling more than an actual event that occurred. They'll be able to tell me really easily. Oh yeah, I feel rejected. Well, okay. Where did that come from? I don't know. Or I I feel in love. Where did that come from? Where did that originate? Where did I'm not real sure. And so then I'll just walk them back. Okay. Did you feel that way in college? Did you feel that way in high school? What about junior high? What about fifth grade, fourth grade? third grade. And eventually they'll go, Oh my gosh, my second grade teacher or, you know, this thing happened. So, um, yeah, I would, I would probably say that even if you don't
3: want to go there, you'll end up there eventually.
1: What about you, Brady?
3: Yeah, I think, uh, because of what we want as a kiddo is, um, as a kiddo,
1: okay.
3: (laughs) Sorry. I don't know if you ever have conversations in your head and you're like, what did I just say? Okay. (laughs) As as, as a kid. um, Yeah. What is it that we're looking for? Acceptance. We're looking for nurturing. We're looking for love. We're looking for all these different things and it can be associated uh, to feel that way at church. Right. And that's what we really want, or at least that's what I want. So I think it creates this, connection. And so I think when church wounds do happen, can that re-trigger and re-traumatize us? Yeah, absolutely. Especially Mm -hmm. when those childhood wounds have gone, for lack of a better term, repressed. And I think we feel things like Jeff was talking about sensationally, you know, it's usually through a touch or smell or whatever it may be. And as a result of that, if I'm excited about church and all of a sudden I got wounded and let's say it's, it's, it's rejection, well, what is that going to trigger upon based upon cellular memories? This is going to be uh, all the other rejection that I've ever felt in my life? And as a result of that, now it's intensified immensely. And now, as a result of that, I have meaning based upon the very rejection I have. Why? Because I don't maybe really understand it when I'm a child, but the dynamic is now that I have it associated to the church. I can make that connection. So all this intensity of rejection is now forefront to the church. Now I am really irritated and 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 don't want anything to do with the church because of all the intensity that i've i felt because of yeah i don't know if that made sense or not but
0: yes it I did felt- yes it, it did. did that's it good okay I'll, I'll i'll be sure to ask you a follow-up question if we need clarification don't worry okay <laughs> don't worry appreciate that. uh yeah you bet so all right we've got um we've got one more question for you and then we'll let you guys ask us some questions all right um, uh, this this is a uh, similar to the one I asked you earlier, Jeff. But um, what are you? What are some ubiquitous things you'd say to people who are struggling with being? uh, And you've said a lot. Um, uh, but but specifically with people who are struggling with being hurt by by the church, mismanaged expectations, um, uh, and and when I say you said a lot, I don't mean you guys have talked too much. What I'm saying is that, uh, that you said, you said a lot to this effect. Let me put it that way. Uh, so what are some ubiquitous steps that you could say to someone who's walking through uh, church pain right now? Uh, maybe a first step you, you, gave, you gave a great one earlier, Jeff, but maybe what's a first step that you guys would say, man, I just got burned. What, what do I do now?
2: Yeah, I think the thing that comes to mind for me right off the bat is just remember what's true. Um, God is still good; He's still faithful. Um, you're not alone. Um, whatever the enemy's trying to convince you of is not true. You still have a calling. You are still gifted, um, and and called to do the things that God is, has, has, you know, place in your life. And, um, that as you grieve this, to just take your time and don't get in a hurry. Um, one of the things that happened to me is, um, there was a book that, um, it's called, red sea rules and it just kind of talks about how if the Lord brought you here, he was going to bring you out
1: Mm.
2: kind of, kind of compares it to the Israelites coming out of Egypt and here they stand before this big body of water with the Egyptians behind them and they're kind of stuck. And then all of a sudden there's a way out. And so, um, that, that to me of just remembering the truth of who you are, who God created you to be, and that where you are does not determine where you will be. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a journey. And sometimes um, the Lord will allow us to or will take us, allow us to go through things or will take us through things. Uh, in order to build our character to the place of our calling, and um, that's not an easy process either, but um, in the in the concept of moving forward in the advancement of the kingdom and and things like that, the I would say the the ends would justify the means in that process. and so, that, I I don't know how much I just rambled, but I think those are the things that kind of come to my mind. Um, as you're saying that is, is to just, just rest in and remember the truth and let yourself feel, let yourself grieve. You can get to forgiveness at some point. Don't push yourself too quick. Don't try to go get a job too fast. Um, like two weeks after I was asked to leave a church, I had one of my best friends called me. I was like, Hey, I want you to come be the executive pastor and worship leader at my church plant. And I was like, well, let me talk to my wife and pray about it. And we thought about it and prayed. And I went back to him and said, yes. And about a month into that, I went, Oh no, I am crispy. <laughs> and there are some interactions that are not going well. And he called me that week and said, Hey, can we go have coffee? And I showed up at that coffee and he had a friend with him and he was, I was going there to tell him I couldn't do it. And he was coming there to tell me that it didn't need to happen. And he brought the friend with him to make sure that the interaction went well. And I was more upset with him for bringing the friend because he didn't trust that we could have a good conversation than I was with the fact that he told me that he didn't feel like this was a good fit. And, um, You just, you, you've got to give yourself some, some space and some time. Um, that's, those are things that I would kind of say off the top of my head there.
0: Awesome. Brady, what about you?
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, Jeff did a phenomenal job. Um, trying to think of, I think that the dynamic of, of understanding where you are and where you want to be and the dynamics of, uh, what do you want to believe? What do you want to believe? And, and and I think part of that dynamic is uh, not fast forwarding it, but I think understanding the very character and nature of who God is and helping people see the correlation, discorrelation of the, the character and nature of what they just experienced so that they can help to see that God's still good. God's still loving. God's still who he says he is, regardless of what it is that you did or did not experience at this local body
0: we got one more question for you guys, uh, but I wanted to say, uh, Brady, is there anything else you wanted to get, uh, share or is there anything going through your brain uh, before we kind of ask our last question?
3: Uh, I think when, like when Jeff was just sharing, I think what, and, and everything that I've been hearing is the dynamic of what is church church is love, you know? And I think that when we can understand the dynamic of what love is and how we're created for it, then what is the ultimate answer? love so again it makes sense that we go to a building when that's when we've been conditioned to go find love in a building right just as if we're searching for a date and we can't find one we go to a dating website right and so as a result of that you know and 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 there are dynamics about this that we're conditioned to so to me i think alex like what you were talking about i think it's amazing because again it doesn't change the dynamic of us wanting love it just changes the, the the way that we see it and not saying that it's bad. It's just the dynamics of what is it and what is it that we're chasing after and all actuality it's chasing after us. So, um, yeah, I, I yeah,
0: that's good. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Well, talk to us a little bit about uh, compass counseling and what God is doing through the practice for both of you guys. And, um, And then if you want to a little bit about um, where you're moving, going to be moving into as well with the nonprofit.
2: Wow. Okay. Um, Well, back in 2005, I just, the the Lord was moving and asked me to, I'm not going to go that far back. That's too much. Basically in 2016, uh I started Compass Counseling um and have kind of been sitting for a few years here waiting for what God was gonna do. And Brady came along and we started dreaming and, and talking about things, but there's there's a lot that uh happens around here from counseling to um It's not just me. We've got Kelly that works here and Channing and Tammy. I don't feel like I'm answering this question well. So where do I want to go with this? And we'll answer it this way. (laughs) You know, basically, probably about five years ago, um, I started Compass Counseling. Um, and I was by myself for a couple of years and then Brady came over and rented an office and we just started dreaming and we started talking and God started to kind of create vision of what it could look like. And so, you know, here we are five years later, um, Brady and I partnering together rather than doing our own things separately. We've come together and and we're going to work on things together now and that it The vision is kind of defined yet blurry right now. But one of the things um, that's very specific, uh, I was sitting in the balcony of my church one day and the Lord just kind of gave me this this vision of a nonprofit that um, ministers to um, missionaries and ministers and helps them get counseling and help, whether they can afford it or not. Um and so this next year we are kicking that thing off, um trying to get things set up right now where we can step into that and start doing some more with that. But it's gonna be kind of multifaceted, and that's the blurry part, but the defined part is um that that's kind of what one of the things that Brady and I are kind of moving into is a helping those that are called to minister to and help others, whether it be domestic or foreign or, you know, whatever. But, um, so we're pretty excited about that and, um, just seeing what kind of unfolds and what doors open and things of that nature. Awesome. Yeah, I'm
3: them- oh, sorry.
0: I was going to ask you, Brady, uh, you go ahead, go ahead with whatever you're going to no, say. No,
3: no. I think, you know, kind of talking about the the context of the church. I got that right, didn't I? Going to the church. Going to church. Going
2: to meet with the church. Going to
3: meet with the church. There we go. I'll get it. I'll get it. Going to meet with the church. We're partnering with churches to be able to, how can we help them? How can we help them? Not that we have all the answers or anything like that, but our heart is for going to meet with the church. I'm getting it. Um, And and so I think part of that is the dynamic of, like you're talking about, Alex, how to have healthy voices inside the church. How can we be one of those caveats to help them create that by understanding maybe some dynamics of uh, soul wounds, cellular memory, some of these dynamics that maybe a little bit are uh, um, clinical, but yet actually are built upon the foundation theologically. And so as a result of that, that's one of the things that's really exciting is about the heart of what God has shown Jeff and how he's validated it within me is how do we help churches? How do we help them become healthier in this, in, in, in regards to knowing what all they do? all the people that they see, all the people that they help, knowing how that impacts them. So how can we help them in the process of them helping other people? Yeah. Communication is, is, Brady
2: and I were talking about this earlier, that communication is honestly part of what I experienced going wrong in each situation that I was in. Whether it was a misunderstanding or me being told that everything was great And then the next day being fired, whatever it was. Um, And a lot of times what that's taught me is that there are situations where pastors, ministers, churches, that communication gets lost and uh, people start to get hurt. So, I mean, even if it's going into a church and helping them resolve conflict, helping them overcome a split, helping them uh, work through any kind of issue that they have. Like uh, he and I both are now called to help people. And, and I I would say even, you know, going down to desire of our heart would be, uh, ministers, missionaries, um, pastors that are leading, uh, a church people, And, um, do whatever we can to keep them focused on what God has them doing rather than something that the enemy could use to just completely dismantle the whole thing, um, going in and helping with things
3: like that.
0: Awesome. Alex, you want to wrap us up?
1: Yeah. Well, if you guys are looking for um, counseling, Jeff and Brady, uh, as well as as the many other people on their team, that can be found at compasscounselingdfw.com. So we want to give that um, that to people. So if you're looking for a place, a safe place, if you've been hurt, wounded by the church, Um, that, that is a great place to start is just, just by making an inquiry and, and sitting in front of somebody else who can help you walk through those things. And we've just so enjoyed, uh, getting together with two people who, who, to me, it feels like old, you know, like family, um, because you know they've heard all of our stuff, and then Brady and I used to work on a, on a church staff together, so it's it's been fun to to get together in this context and in this season because it just feels like family sitting down to a good conversation.
0: I just want to say thanks for being on Thank with you. us, Jeff and Brady. We're so so grateful to have you guys on this this afternoon or whenever you're listening, guys. Um, we're we're honored that you guys would spend your time uh, sharing your heart and sharing your expertise with us and our listeners, we are very, very grateful. So thank you to you guys, Jeff and Brady. And um, we will put the uh, link to the website for, uh, compass counseling in the show notes. So you can go to the show notes and we'll link it there. Uh, if you guys are looking, uh, for any kind of counseling whatsoever, we want to debunk the myth that, uh, you don't, uh, you, you don't necessarily need counseling. Counseling is such an awesome tool, uh, that God's given us. Um, so if you're looking for that safe place, uh, compass counseling is definitely it. So thanks again, Jeff and Brady for joining us to our listeners. We will see you next time. As always, we want to invite you to join the conversation on Facebook, Insta, or Twitter. Go ahead and leave a review anywhere you're listening as well. Subscribe at patreon.com for extra content and more of the conversation.
1: Also, if you're interested in learning a different way to do church as family and not institution, join us. We'll be launching the Uprising Microchurch Movement this fall. There's a Facebook group to learn more, and we'll link to it in the show notes.
0: Also, if you're a decision maker of any kind, even if for your family, we offer consulting, coaching, and counseling through Unveiled United. Be on the lookout for more information for our upcoming book, Uprising, Breaking Free from the Chicken Coop Church.